Abby is a first year MBA student at Michigan Ross and a former consultant at a boutique consulting firm looking to get interviews for top strategy consulting firms like Bain, McKinsey, and BCG. In this extreme consulting makeover, Jenny Ray reviews his resume and shares tips to increase his chances of getting an interview. Jenny Ray is a former Bain consultant and has edited thousands of resumes specific for consulting firms. If you're an MBA candidate looking to break in, join our Black Belt program for expert help. Link in the show notes to learn more. In addition, we'd love to have you live for our next Extreme Consulting Makeover session. These happen on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern. Links in the show notes for all this. All right, let's get into the show. For everybody who's on the call and joining us for your first Extreme Consulting Makeover, I just want you to know this is not just about the resume. Um, And as you're going to see with what we do with Abby today, we're going to actually talk about the whole process. So I'm going to use the resume as an anchor point, Abby, for you. Um, But not everything that we're going to talk about is the resume, because I picked up on one thing that you said earlier, which is that you just really want to, you know, make sure that you're optimizing everything for the process, not not just your resume, you want interviews. And so I want to make sure that if there's anything else that we can do to ensure that you have the best possible chance to get the interviews that you really want, that we are thinking through that. Um, So you, you mentioned that you're a first year at Ross. Wonderful. Congratulations. Great school. Um, amazing opportunity. Ross, uh, again, for those of you who are joining us that aren't from Ross or don't know, is a target school for many, many consulting firms. It's one of the top target schools in the United States for consulting. Um, and so you're going to have a lot of folks that are coming to campus. So we're going to talk a little bit about the story first, and then we're going to talk about how you apply that story through the touch points that you'll have with the firms. And um, I will, I, I kind of get into a groove sometimes, so I will try to come up for air and make sure that I am you know, getting your feedback, your insight. Um, there are going to be things that I will ask whether they're missing um, or, or whether they're in here. But first, before I dive into the details of your resume, I just want to take what you said and mm-hmm. highlight how a firm is going to think about you from the beginning, yeah. right? So they're like, okay, so he has consulting experience. So clearly, if he's applying for consulting jobs, he likes consulting, yeah. right? That's that's kind of one of the first check boxes mm-hmm. that you have. Um, however, you have consulting experience in India. So one of the questions is going to be cultural fit and, and location, right? So tell me a little bit about where you might be wanting to work, because I'm sure that's going to be a question that will be on the firm's minds as well. Uh, in U.S. and particularly in Chicago. Okay, great. And so when you know where you want to go, it makes it a lot easier from a recruiting perspective. Um, There may be opportunities on the margins, Abby, just to keep yourself open to. Like if you know, I mean, if you have family in in Chicago or you like are 100% certain that you have to go to Chicago, that's one thing. If you're like, I would prefer Chicago, but I'm 1% 1% open or 5% open to other places. I want to give you a few options for other places that you right. might want to reach out to too. Which which category are you? 100% Chicago or 90% Chicago? So I was thinking about 70% Chicago, 15% Detroit, 15% San Francisco. But, uh, okay, 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 perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. So, um, and I want to add actually um, like Austin or a couple of the Texas offices onto your list just based on your background. Um, And then uh, in addition, it might seem like it's very unusual, but Miami actually might be an interesting place for you to look as well. So so anyhow, and let me give you some context behind that. And then I want to go through the background because when you say I came from India, I'm assuming you're probably going to want to do something in tech. 
And yeah. so we want to look for places where tech talent migration is happening. And in the United States, San Francisco is still the hub. It's the, the big mama of mm -hmm. technology. Um, but because of taxation and because of labor markets, we're seeing a pretty big dramatic shift to Texas and to Southern Florida um, mm -hmm. for tech hubs. And neither one of them are San Francisco yet, but we are seeing a significant amount of engineering and building and hiring. And that means that these tech ecosystems are developing and consulting firms are, are followers of ecosystems, right? And so, um, but but many of the consulting firms now have not just a Dallas office, which they've had for a while, or maybe a Houston office, but they've actually opened up an Austin office. And so those new open offices have fewer legacy relationships with mm -hmm. schools um, and, and fewer, there'll be just like a smaller group of people. So they are more open to inbound hiring than they are necessarily to their traditional hiring. Um, Miami has always been, it's like a combination of a really hardcore office for some firms and a party office for other <laughs> firms. And so this, this addition of tech is really adding a spice and a flavor, um, to the Miami office, but similar, there aren't any, like there's no, there's no Ross in Florida that is hmm. the equivalent of the volume of hiring into consulting, um, like a target school would have. And so you have the brand name behind you, but then if you kind of go outside of the pool where everybody else is looking, you might find yourself in uh, uncharted territory. It might be unfriendly waters, but it might be actually really um, great opportunities. And so you have a, um, a window now before applications drop in the next four weeks yeah. where um, opening up some of those conversations would be amazing. And your best link 100% of the time is going to be somebody who um, went to Ross, right, first. Um, if they um, didn't go to Ross, but were at Accenture or ZS, which you can kind of filter for on LinkedIn, that would be another pool. Of people. And then otherwise, it's just folks that are in the post MBA roles, um, maybe a little bit more senior, two to three years out. Okay. So okay. I'll talk a little bit about that process a, a bit more in a minute. But um, the one thing that I just want to say when I, when I get a background like yours, um, and I'm like, okay, competent in consulting, great, right? Interested in working in US fantastic, right? You know, this is normal. No, no traditional barriers. You're coming off into a U.S. business school because this is something that you would want to do. It's not a big surprise to me. Um, we don't want to have the sponsorship conversation too early, yeah. right? Um, so what we need to highlight for you is why you're different than all the other people who did tech or consulting in India and why you're coming to the U.S. And so I'm going to look for that on your resume. And if I don't find it, that's going to be one of the gaps that I really want to make sure that we highlight. Um, okay. So so if you're, uh, do you have any kind of questions about what I've talked about so far? I, I, otherwise, I'd like to dive into the resume. No, this, this helps a lot. And thank you for sharing these new geographies. I'll definitely explore them. So uh, okay. no questions Amazing. allowed. Great. So, so now let's go down um, through the resume. Why don't you just page down kind of just really quickly so we can get a sense of it. So right two um, educational experiences, MBA and undergrad, we've got um, Accenture strategy, ZS associates um, for the work experience promoted at ZS, which is a great sign. Um, awesome. Um, no other experience on top of that. And, but there are these kind of additional pieces. Right. And so I want to highlight a few of these um, these things. So first of all, your format is very Ross dictated. I get that. So usually in Extreme Consulting Makeover, I'll highlight format changes, but I'm only going to highlight two 
here that I, uh, I really want to highlight. One, and they're, they're within the, the um, Ross format. One is that you have way too many bullet points under each one of your experiences. Okay. Um, I do not want to read these bullet points. I, I don't actually want to read. When, when you give me this many bullet points, I don't want to read anything. <laughs> um, and so, so you are dissuading me from engaging with your content because of the like overall perception of this word wall that I'm getting. So we've got two choices with that. One is that we can um, highlight, and I did this on my Bain resume when I was applying for my first jobs after Bain. Um, I, you know, it kind of is funny. I've never got hired again because I just started my own companies after that. But um, <laughs> but I, I did the resume exercise at least. Uh, and so um, there were a few things inside there um, that like I would highlight the name of the industry, right? So pharma. Um, and, and that is one thing that can actually help your conversations pop so that you have like your pharma experience. And I'm just going to highlight it here, right? Um, you've got some things that are internal. It's like the India Climate Club and ZS blockchain are internal. You might want to highlight that as an internal um, thing. You've got existing drug post new launch, pharma firm. I don't know if there's the same firm. Um, you've got product features for top biopharma firm, Canadian pharma firm. I mean, ZS does a lot of obviously like pharma, healthcare and life sciences. So you might even want to be, um, a, you know, what you might want to specify biopharma, um, like large pharma, right? You might want to kind of get even a little bit more detail if all of the experiences are for different clients, but the same, um, and so that's that's kind of the first thing, um, U.S. Life Sciences Firm, right? Like, and really, really um, giving me some more context. What you've done really well here um, is highlight, you know, some of the the high level things. But but anyhow, we have to pull that out. Maybe um, maybe uh, italicize it at the beginning of some of those bullet points. Um, and what you're going to want to do is group just like a single client project or pick a single client highlight if for, for each one of them. So you don't want to have two or three client highlights. If you had, if this, if this represents, you know, six different clients, we actually want to show that you worked for six different clients. Um, scroll up really quickly to your work with um, Accenture as well. Yeah. So you've got UAE Bank, um, Saudi Bank, um, UAE Bank. I don't know if, again, those are the same ones. Swedish Telecom. So here you have even more variety. So then the sum of your resume, instead of being consulting, is the industries that you've worked for. And that gives you new talking points when you're reaching out to somebody. You can reach out to a partner in pharma if you're interested in healthcare in the future. You can reach out to a partner in financial services, but you have to call it out on the resume. You can't mm -hmm. rely just on your external networking to do that. So, um, so I'd want that stuff to become more evident. So that's option number one. Option number two is that you um, highlight in your bullet points, you, you restrict each of your um, entries to a maximum of three to maybe four, but like three is kind of the max um, bullet points. One of them is your overall, like the overall projects that you did, the number of projects, the size of teams, just kind of like a description of a standard project role. Um, Yes, you'd want to highlight that you got promoted, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, you'd want to put that in your first bullet point. And then you have mm -hmm. your other bullet points would be one bullet point per client and you mm -hmm. would bold in line the clients, right? Um, so it would be, so then, then as I scan down, I can see what it is, but I, I don't really care. Honestly, Abby, I mean, and this is going to be tragic for you potentially, but I don't really care that you did six different things at Accenture. Like I kind of know what Accenture does, right? I care who you worked for at Accenture and I care how many different projects you did. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, 
and the same with with ZS. So um, we're looking for unique and different types of things, but but that's just about it. Um, what I think we need in here is something other than consulting. So do you have an internship experience, a startup experience, um, or you know, kind of anything else that we could highlight here that would give me color? That would be that guy who did tech in India plus. Right, and because that's really what I'm going to look for here is is for you to distinguish yourself amongst not just remember your other classmates, but everyone else who's applying at the MBA level at the same time. Are you targeting firms like McKinsey, Bain, Deloitte, BCD, or Accenture? Then join our Black Belt program. Black Belt is a structured case prep program that combines expert coaching with a self-paced prep curriculum. You'll get eight hours of one-on-one coaching with a former. McKinsey Bain or BCG consultant, and unlimited digital materials and homework will assign you in between sessions to accelerate your progress. And finally, resume and cover letter edits to ensure you get the interview. 80% of black belts who complete the program land at least one offer inside consulting. If you're ready to land your offer and change your career trajectory, join Black Belt today. Link in the show notes to learn more. So I have two internships, although I haven't included them. Uh, one was a six-month-long internship with a travel travel software firm called Amedius cool. Labs. And the other one was with one of the biggest telecom providers in India, Reliance Geo. Uh, so yeah, I have two, two experiences. But yeah, uh, maybe if I reduce the points, I can bring them up. Yeah, because remember, it, right now, if I look at ZS, I don't read any of it, not even one bullet point. So I skipped the whole thing. You might as well have something else on there for me to read. And then it kind of rounds out your story a little bit. So yeah, I, I would probably, I know they're older, but again, um, there, there's a couple rules when you're thinking about what to put or on or, or take off your resume. One is, are you going to talk about it in the interview? So if you're ever going to bring that stuff up, then, then put it on there, right? Because I, I want you to talk about it. Um, and the second is if it does this, if it kind of adds color um, to show that you have been successful in other environments. Like if you did those internships and got an offer to return, if you did different kind of work there, if you worked for a different kind of division, if it kind of rounds out um, the overall experience and helps explain a little bit more about who you are, that can be powerful. Um, are you doing anything while you're at Ross? I know you're really early um, there, but, but like we have right, a program called Strategy Sprint. We'll talk about that, I think, after we go through everything, but but it's a one-week project. It's yeah. a consulting project, and it kind of is like a, that would be a U.S.-based experience for you. That mm -hmm. also might be something really powerful to add on there. Um, and so, so it, not necessarily strategy sprint if you're not able to do that, but something like that might be a good fit for um, for centralizing your U.S. experience. Yeah. So anything Understood. on that you want to highlight? Uh, as a hobby, I've been I've been going to a lot of hackathons in the U.S. and also while I was in India and UAE. So I won a lot of those. So I wanted to highlight that in my additionals. I don't know if yeah. you you would qualify this as a different color. Uh, well, so um, double. Let me double check something right now. I think for Ross, they don't have a leadership section, right? They just have the additional section. We, do you have yeah. the uh, Do you have the option to? Because in in many B school um, resumes, there's education, experience, leadership, and then like additional or other or personal at the bottom. But I think at Ross, it, we, it, we am I right? Selected. Right? So we, we have a Ross. In my Ross, you have a selected where you can highlight some of the positions that you're leading at Ross. 
Yeah, but it's not a separate section. It's not just a, a bullet section. point. Just yeah, okay. Because that's where I would kind of put the hackathons. Um, and so so we can go through the bullet points now. Mm-hmm. But I think basically what we're talking about in the big shape is I think you need a few of those other things. Sure. So let, let's talk about, um, I, I would recommend putting one or maybe both of mm-hmm. those experiences on there yeah. because I think you're going to want to bring them up. You're, you're, you're not that old, right? Um, you graduated in 2018. So it's not like this experience is... is 15, 25 years ago. Um, and so at those experiences of seven or eight years ago when you were still in school, great. Put them, put them on there. I think they're going to add something we'll to your that. resume. Um, your resume, by the way, is, is really good. Um, so this is a fun one for me to do because sometimes I work with resumes where I'm like, okay, change everything. I, I'm not going to say that to you. Um, but, but what I am going to say is what I'm going to receive and really try to help you hone that. So, um, so th- that was the first thing was format was just like, okay, we've got these big word walls. We need to really mm-hmm. think about that. The second is structure, which we really can't change because it's a Ross um, format. And so it's not like we can move something into one section or out of another. So I'm going to spend the majority of the time on the third piece that we do in our resume edits, which is content. Sure. And, and I'm going to walk through that now. Um, okay. Let me pause for just a second. Any other questions before I dive into the actual like line by line content? I actually hear your point on the word wall. In fact, when even I look at my resume, I don't want to read it. Uh, because, <laughs> <laughs> oh no this is bad news <laughs> there's so many words at once thrown at you so uh one way you mentioned about highlighting or it like like bolding things up any other suggestion that you would give me on that because we can't bold in the ROS format so just wanted to know yeah yeah, yeah. no we're, we're just gonna we're gonna basically add more stuff on so there are okay. fewer things and then we're gonna use maybe a little bit of that um like the bolding or the italicizing, whatever we're able to do. Um, And then we're going to just pick, like, that's the hardest thing to do when you have more experience and you feel like, gosh, I wonder if this one thing is going to make the difference. It won't, whether they read it or not makes the difference. Right. Um, And so, so I think like one of the things that we do is we go really into the details, but the most important thing I think we do is that we zoom out and we Mm -hmm. say, okay, are they going to read it or not right now? They're not going to read it. So we don't want we can't give them a resume they're not going to read. That's not going to be, yeah. that's not going to serve the purpose. So we need a, first of all, a resume they're going to read. It's got to be a little shorter um, in sure. terms of the details. Um, so let's go, let's go through some of the kind of fun points here. So, right. You've got an MBA STEM designated um, April, 2025. Amazing, right. Great GMAT score. Love to see that anytime a GMAT's over 700, especially over 720, we'd always want you to pop that on there. Um, the emphasis in um, strategy and digital is fine. Um, you know, these members of the different clubs, when you say, so, what's the difference between member and selected in Ross language? Uh, member is you're part of the club selected as you, you, you take a leadership position uh, in those clubs. So. I see. Okay, great. Um, so if, if I'm not at Ross, then you'll just have to explain that to me, right? Um, but if there's any way that you can add a little bit more detail, like, you know, at Ross Student Ambassador, you're like one of 20 right? Education director mm. at the healthcare club, right? Membership 300 or something like that, right? So if there's some way that you can kind of um, add any add data yeah. in there, yeah. And then I also wouldn't put in the healthcare club on your member line. Um, again, because oh. we're trying to get to readability, but if I know that you're a leader in a club, I'm going to assume you're also a member. So like, we don't have to add that in there as well. Yeah. And then you can take out, this is like a really small point, you can take out the ampersand before the India club. Like you mm-hmm. can just put the list of the clubs with commas in between them. I, I, as, as a reader, I can compute that without the end there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. Um, when you're looking at your, um, you know, um, your, your backgrounds, right? Institute of Engineering and Technology, you got your Bachelor of Engineering, your GPA is great, obviously, right? Um, Co-president of the tech club, but this is the kind of thing that I really like here where you uh, are giving more detail into a specific leadership position. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about, the, the selected, but just having like a little bit more detail in there. Um, I think that that experience, that, like those two experiences, you know, unless there's something missing are actually pretty strong. So I really want to spend the majority of my time in your um, additional in your experience section. Any questions about education before we move on? No. no Great. No. Let's go down to the bottom first. Let's go to the additional section. I always like to tackle this one. Um, you've got this nonprofit innovation lead. When, when and where was that? There's, it's a little bit out there. Like it's interesting, but it doesn't, I don't have any anchor to where that fits in their story. So it's a US-based nonprofit and I've been working on it uh, while I was working at ZS and Accenture. So I'm still working with them, but it's- uh, What's the name of it? It's called Shooting Stars Foundation. It's a US-based, okay. California-based uh, nonprofit. So, so I, um, like, I would probably try to highlight- um, like, like, like you, you've got some, uh, what I would call fluffer or buffer language in here mm -hmm. um, that doesn't add any value, but I think the context of that organization would. So mm -hmm. if you're right, you know, if you, if you kind of like highlight the name of it, it makes me want to read the next part. And then you just like put in parentheses, right? Like nonprofit innovation lead and then um, raise 300K. Um, but I don't need to know that it's a new tech hackathon. Most hackathons are. I don't need to know that you sponsored the graduate education. You can just say sponsored grad education of over 400. I don't need to know that they're underserved students, right? Um, students in India and Africa, right? So yeah, I think you can take out some of that fluffer language and put in more of what I really want to read about. So I think sure. that's going to be an important key there. Um, the Tony Stark fan is like a funny thing to read, but then I, I don't see, I actually don't know. I, I feel like a little silly, but I don't know why that means that you, won, you when you say that I won the nine hackathons, but you're a Tony Stark fan. What does that mean? <laughs> no, no, so uh, the, the intent was to make it more funny so that there's this likability perspective, but Tony Stark comes from the tech part of it, the Iron Man part of it. And then nine hackathons comes from the, uh, the, the technology part of it. But if it's not funny, then I will remove it. So yeah. Uh, like I like I think you've got I think what you're highlighting here is the roles and what's actually more interesting is like just like hackathon enthusiasts right or something like that um and then like the speaker right um IBM I would have like IBM's AI and World Bank Summit like presented twice on tech for good to 3000 attendees. I'd flip around what okay. you're highlighting at the beginning of those sentences. Cause I don't think the fact that you were a speaker matters. I think the fact that it was at IBM's whatever, you know, um, the, the foodie, um, I, I don't even know what it means to be ranked the top 5% of dessert eaters. I feel like that's a very specific Indian thing that you would like, um, that, that, you know, you're, everyone is so competitive that you would be in the top 5% of dessert eaters. Um, but I have no idea how you came to that metric. So it's kind of funny, but I think like the part that's really interesting is the hundred plus green tea varieties like that, that part I would actually highlight. So I think you're highlighting the opposite of the thing that I would think is interesting um, okay. when, when I'm reading through this. And, um, and then the soccer fan, I think is funny too, but um, I don't know if you're able to within the Ross format, but I always just like a general interests line. If you're like, right. You know, and, and in there, I find it easier to digest in the way that you have this here, something like dessert, 
right? One of my interests is dessert, right? Top 5% of dessert eaters in India, Um, right? Green tea, like sampled 100 plus varieties, right? Mm -hmm. Soccer um, fan, love, right? You know, like like kind of like highlighting just a few little snippets, but putting them all together. Because this, for me, again, feels a little bit more like a word wall. It's too much for me to actually digest what's funny or interesting about it. Um, and there may be other things in there, um, hiking or traveling or something else that, that might bring out, um, some other color overall, like the things are kind of interesting, but the way that they're presented is almost like too dense for me to engage with. So it's kind of the opposite of what some people might say. Um, but, but leave, leave a little bit um, there to keep it higher. All right. We already talked about kind of adding, um, you know, two experiences in your, um, work experience section and then trimming up some of these. So let's just talk about one of them in particular. Let's, let's go to the, um, Accenture one, cause that's kind of bite-sized. And I think if we get that one, right, it'll be easier. Um, so all of these are, um, really project-based, right? Like all of them are your specific different projects. Um, and so if, if you're going to have one, uh, um, one line that highlights the kind of overall work that you did at Accenture, what would you say it would be? Uh, work with top Middle Eastern banks, help them answer some of their strategic. Great. Interests. How many top Middle Eastern banks? Four, four, four banks. Yes. Great. Right. So completed four engagements with top Middle Eastern banks on like whatever, right. You know, on, on tech, like, you know, tech innovation, revenue generation, like whatever the kind of big business areas were that you were working on with them. I, I think that'd be really helpful as an entree. Cause then if I'm reading the first line, if I start reading this one, I'm like, oh no, this is it, right? This is like really a lot of stuff. And I don't really care about firm-wide governance. Like I'm bored the first few lines. So grab me with, um, with that kind of overall context statement. Try to fit it on one line if you can't give me two lines. Um, so then the maximum number of bullets that we'd have after that are four. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, so, so pick four mm-hmm. and then pick one of them that you're going to include in there. And then let's just talk about how I would kind of reshape that a little bit. Uh, I think I would remove the tele- Swedish telecom one. Great. Two, three, four, and probably... Probably the last one. Yeah, these two. Okay, perfect. Um, and so let's just do the, um, like, let's do the first one because I don't like that bullet and I want to make it better. So stagnant UAE bank, right? You cut $500 million from the budget. I think that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? So reduced UAE bank's budget by 500 million. Like, give me that right away. Okay. Um, and because I, I care a, a less about the activities and more about the action. So mm-hmm. usually when you're telling a story, you're going to tell me, here was the problem. Here's what we did. Here is the action. But in mm-hmm. great resume bullets, you'll often flip that around where you tell me the result was this. And here's how I okay. got there. Right. Um, and so you might want to do that repetitively throughout mm-hmm. the other bullet points, because that might really transform the way that they're portrayed. So cut $500 million from, you know, UAE bank's budget. Mm-hmm. Um, buy and then like tell me what you did, right? You know, Understood. if it was a four month engagement or a six month engagement, you interviewed two thousand people. Like, give me okay. give me an an anchoring around the action um, that you took, and you can put the forty five percent by the way in parentheses after that. Um, so I think that would I think that would help something like this. So what you're saying is the most impactful stuff should come up front first. 
Yeah. Okay. For, for yeah. It to be a- even though, even though it makes sense telling the story this way, remember I'm bored. I'm, I'm a, I'm a bored five second reader. And so you've got to grab my attention as fast as you can. Um, and if you cut $500 million from a budget, I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty mm-hmm. legit. Right. You know? Um, and so, um, so, so anyhow, you, you'll have to think about how you actually want to retell some of those stories, but, um, if you have the choice between telling me three things that you did instituted firm-wide governance, value realization, and transparency that are intangible, I'd rather not hear about any of them. Like try cutting all of that language out of your document and just tell me like, I, like I interviewed a thousand people and cut 500 million from the budget. That's Mm -hmm. it. Right. I conducted a four month survey of like, you know, X, Y, and Z personnel activities and cut 500 million from the budget. Like, I don't really need to know the topic areas that you covered. It's too ambiguous. Um, and, and I can't get a picture of it. So you're trying to give me the maximum amount of concrete information and the minimum amount of like stuff that I have to interpret or that might, that I might think of in three different ways. We'll be right back after this quick break. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, we run an extreme consulting makeover. What is this? Well, it's a live one-hour Q&A session where we workshop two consulting candidates' resumes and we answer your questions live. Click the link in this episode's show notes to register for an upcoming extreme consulting makeover and to apply to have your resume workshop in front of a live audience. We'll see you next Tuesday. Okay, let's pause for a second. Um, let's go, let's zoom back out to the big picture, right? So now that I know a little bit about more about what you did, lots of banks and Accenture, lots of pharma, um, and ZS, is there one or the other areas or a third area that is not one of those two that you'd really like to focus on after? Uh, Oh, so the digital Digital for everybody or digital in one of those specific areas? Digital for anyone. Digital Digital transformation. Great. Who are your top firms that you're targeting? Uh, for BCG, McKinsey, and yeah. Okay, awesome. Are you open to some of the others? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, so what you'll need is two people that you've talked to at every firm that you're open to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to make sure that you highlight um, the parts of you that go way beyond your um, digital and your transformation experience, the, the okay. um, pieces at the bottom. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me something fun about you. Huh. No, th- th- this is a tough question to answer, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it should be the easiest question to answer. This should be like a laundry list of ideas. <laughs> oh, no, I think this, this has been the hardest question to answer me before, but uh, something that I can recall is I've been a soccer fan for about now 10, 15 years, a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan. So I, I follow all five European soccer leagues and like very up-to-date with it. So yeah, this is what I enjoy. And I don't Amazing. know if that's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like you should go to Miami, right? Yeah, I, like, like Miami is the hub of soccer right now in the yes. US. Um, and so like, so, so those are reasons why mm-hmm. Um, why you should reach out and like when you're when you're networking with people don't just answer their questions um, answer questions with a question just say do you you know do you want to know the real reason or the professional reason why I want to go to Miami right like I want to go to Miami because of soccer like everything that's happening in the world for soccer is happening in Miami right now Um, okay but the professional reason is this like 
like um, it's it's different in the U.S. than in your Indian context. Um, I don't need to know that you're going to come and stay forever. I don't need to know that you're the best in your class. I need to know that I like you the most because when I put you in front of a client, they're going to buy because they like you um, because they've got 20 choices. They have they have a it's it's just our our market is um, is in many ways um, less developed, right? Mm -hmm. It's like less specialized Mm -hmm. um, and more general. And because of that, the personality that you convey is actually going to be super important. And so, um, so yeah, I'm glad I put Miami on the list because I feel like you should go to Miami now. Um, but, but make sure that people want to talk to you, not because you're going to be like a good analyst. Because one of the risks that you have when you come from this background, when you come from consulting in general, is that they, they know you're going to like it, but they don't know if you're going to love it, right? <laughs> Um, they know you can do it, but they're not sure you're going to thrive. They're not sure. They're not so sure sometimes that you even know how to thrive. And so they, they have to see that you have the ability um, to really make that extra special interpersonal connection. Um, and that's what networking is going to do for you. So don't keep the conversation on the transaction, have Absolutely. it on um, and, and, and just say like, do you, could you go back? Like, could you go back to India and go back to Accenture go back to ZS? Would they take you back? No, they don't sponsor international applicants over here. They would. No, no, but would they take you back? They, yeah, they would. I mean, as I, I mean, I don't get your question completely. So, so one of the things that helps people answer the why do you want to do this is mm-hmm. if you're like, look, like I could go back to India and I could work for Accenture or I could work for ZS again, but here's why I don't want to. Like, like. Okay get really, get super real with them, right? I, okay. I want to work here on this because, um, and, it, and it has to have an emotional component to it, mm-hmm. um, right? Because, because like what they do is at this level, what you do is at this, this level. Like you have to think about really how you're going to communicate no that. Okay. And it's not like, I want to work on these projects with you. It's the characteristics. It's the generalization, mm-hmm. Of, um, of why you could do that. It's open to you. You did well. You could go back any day, but okay. you're looking forward and this is where you think the future is going and this is what you want to be part of, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so to summarize, I hear a few things. One is this readability aspect of the resume. Second is this personality part of the resume. That, uh, so it's clearly lacking of personality. I need to work on that. And third is uh, the reasoning of why is right. Why you maybe that that could come more from conversations rather than resume. exactly yeah you're gonna but you're gonna have to get on the phone with them and so you can't yeah. say look at my resume yeah you have to say um you, you have to say you know i'm looking to be in a like tech forward innovation mm-hmm. hub because i want to be a part of building the firm's like tech practice over the next decade and mm-hmm. so i just want to have a conversation with you about whether or not you think i'm a good fit and and like, and by the way, I've mentioned this on other calls, but in case you haven't been here, a hundred percent of the time, tell them you're applying, like say okay. I'm applying for an internship, sure. not I'm thinking about applying or I'm exploring. Cause mm-hmm. when you're applying they're they're like, oh boy, you know, we, like we're, we're going to jump on the phone with them more likely, but we're also worried if it's going to be a disaster. So, mm-hmm. um, so we get excited when you're in the zone. That's one of the reasons why we, we picked your resume for this feature today. Sure. Okay. Understandable. This helps me a lot.
Good. Okay. So yeah, basically all I said was rewrite your resume, think about totally different offices, <laughs> um, tell, tell your bullets in a different way, um, you know, mm -hmm. add some stuff on there. It, it, it did kind of become a makeover, even though a lot of the core structural pieces, I wouldn't have said that this is a bad resume. I just think that you obviously are more than this and you need yeah. to portray that in your documents. Understood. I just had one final question. So for sure. some things like a like a fast track promotion or things like that, do I include it besides the role so that it's more clearer for them to understand? Or if I was the youngest consultant at Accenture, do I bring them yep. up or in your first uh, line? In the first line. In the first right? line. As as youngest consultant accepted to to Accenture, completed four projects with Middle Eastern banks. Right. Understand. Okay. Yeah. I just um, don't want to sound like more of a bragging or yeah. Yeah, so bragging is um, I was the best ever, which okay. <laughs> which nobody ever told you, um, or like no one else was as good as me. That's like bragging Understood. actually sounds absurd, right? Um, you need to tell them that you were distinguished. How else will they know? Understood. Okay, perfect. This helps a lot. This is you were the top five percent of dessert eaters. You have to be able to to brag a little bit, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We'd love to have you join an upcoming Extreme Consulting Makeover session. These are always free. They're live. They're a lot of fun. Our team would love to host you over on Zoom. These happen Tuesdays at noon Eastern. Link in the show notes to register. Thank you for listening to Strategy Simplified. If you enjoyed, as always, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Tell your mom to listen. We'd love to get their ears uh, here. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll catch you again next week.